Alrighty, welcome to the Celtics Lab Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tubbs-Bye. I'm joined by Alex Goldberg, the bassist for Divine Sweater. He plays bass on the tune you may be hearing right now. And we're going, joined by Dr. Justin Quinn, Editor-in-Chief of Celtics Wire from USA Today. How are you guys doing? Can't complain. Uh, just coming off of two nights at Sinclair, opening for Inhaler. Great band. Uh, if you were there, hope you had a good time. If you were not there, more Divine Sweater stuff coming soon. Dr. Quinn, how are you? Enjoying a little bit of free time with a new cycle starting to slow down. Other than that, pretty good. Yeah, Dr. Quinn's lying through his teeth. Uh, he just recorded an interview with Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics. Maybe you've heard of him. And you can enjoy that interview at the second half of this podcast episode. We're going to tuck that into the lab portion of the programming, as we like to say. But first, we're going to start with some news, because even though it is the dog days of the offseason, the grind doesn't stop and there's news to talk about. So... Uh, Heavy.com and Steve Bolpet threw a lot of cold water on the Jalen Brown, Kevin Durant chatter as if that needed to be cooled off any more than uh, it already had been. I think everyone just kind of descended and said, nope, Woj, nope, Chums, that's old news. But there's even more um, damning of that reporting. Uh, Dr. Quinn, can you talk us through kind of the Heavy.com piece and really what we learned from that? Yeah, so Steve Bolpet had uh, several unnamed executives and sources who basically uh, claimed that the, not just the Celtics, but other teams were irked by the way the Nets have been conducting business. Uh, Reading between the lines a bit that there might be no intention to trade Kevin Durant and that the idea here is to get the the ask price up so high that it becomes untenable for any team really, except for maybe the Celtics who don't really have a really huge motivation given what they just did and what they had been doing, both in terms of the offseason and making the NBA finals to within two games of a title. Uh, so if that's the case, uh, it's pretty clear why teams would be pissed off. Uh, poisoning the well is not a good way to conduct business in terms of NBA trades and The idea of even being linked with the Nets at this point might not look so good uh, for their own situation. So I I, I get it. And without any way to be able to tell, you know, with all these anonymous sources, what exactly is going on, uh, it does seem to have a ring of truth to it from my perspective. Yeah, the too long to read version is really that they had a phone call weeks ago and there's not really any traction there, but people in Brooklyn might have wanted uh, a little more smoke than there was fire. Alex, anything else on the Jim Brown coming to rent stuff? That we missed? Really, I think you guys covered most of it. The one thing I'll say is that, you know, you said just now that the Celtics and the Nets have had a phone call. I, I don't doubt that they have. And I think that what often gets lost in the kind of 230 character version of these stories or whatever, is that the GMs are literally calling each other every day, all the time, once the offseason starts. This is just how business is done in the NBA. So did Brad Stevens and Sean Marks have a call about the Kevin Durant trade? Yes, they probably did, because everybody had a call with Sean Marks about the Kevin Durant trade. And I'm sure that there were multiple packages that were discussed and thrown out. And, you know, it seems like none of them have garnered any traction. It's entirely possible that Jalen Brown was in one of them. I don't think anything that Steve or any of the other kind of local reporters that have put their name on a story regarding this trade or hypothetical trade. I don't think anything that those guys are saying really disputes that. I think that there's a kind of 
belief that it's like either Woj and Shams are wrong or Steve Bullpen is wrong. And the reality is that it's just, it's the, it's the blind men describing the elephant. It's everybody describing bits and pieces of how these transactions work. I don't doubt that a call happened. I don't doubt that Jalen Brown's name probably came up, but based on all the sources that we have talked to here at Celtics Lab that you know have been put out in both local and national media, it seems incredibly unlikely that there were any serious overtures by the Celtics to like get Jalen Brown out of town with the purpose of acquiring Kevin Durant. And frankly, until more information comes out that disputes that, to me, it kind of feels like this story is over. I mean, and maybe Kevin Durant can change that. He's meeting with the Brooklyn Nets front office reportedly this week, but as of now, it, it doesn't seem like anything is there. Yeah, the frustrating thing is, A, it was a lull in the calendar, so I think that that has something to do with why this story came out the way it did. B, the number of people after the fact who got into the semantics of the word offer suggests to me that, Alex, you're exactly right, that it was just a phone call, and there's only so many players who play for the Celtics, so lots of names probably came up. Um, I do wonder if, you know, Pandora doesn't go back in the box, and uh, Jalen Brown could have his feelings hurt or be a little confused, even if he is right there with us, that this is a non-story. It sucks that perhaps it rocked the boat a little bit. Um, but I think we can put it to bed until someone wakes us up. Uh, some things actually did happen that are not speculative. The Celtics added two names, um, at least to their training camp rosters, maybe beyond. Um, Bruno Cabo- Caboclo, is that how you say it, Justin? I say Caboclo, but I could be wrong. Uh, and uh, Noah Vonley. Um, Justin, fill us in on who these two guys are and what it means, if anything. Well, they have been on the fringes of the NBA in recent seasons and are currently not in it. Uh, they have shown some flashes playing overseas recently, uh, playing in summer league. And there's been some speculation, uh, a friend of the pod, Jared Weiss, thinks that Noah Vonley Haverhill's own, uh, has a pretty good chance of making the roster if his shot is back and he, he's willing to kind of put in the effort that wasn't really visible in his last stop in Brooklyn. He wrote a good piece about it today. You should check it out. Uh, Bruno Caboclo, uh, if I'm saying his name right, I apologize if I'm not, uh, has also been showing a little bit of re- renewed oomph and with the Celtics needing a third big, uh, why not? Yeah. Uh, Alex, could you give your 30 second take on this dog fight that is big man training camp? Um, I just think it's interesting that the Celtics are prioritizing young, somewhat unproven guys, as opposed to trying to go for a like ring chaser vet who's been around the block a couple of times. I don't hate it as a decision. I think, uh, it could provide some extra fire for whoever does make up and uh, make the roster in that spot, uh, you know, trying to have to fight through a training camp battle to earn that roster spot, as opposed to being somebody who just kind of walks into a given, like, here's your spot, this is what you're doing. So I, I don't hate it. I don't think it's a crazy idea. And it might save the Celtics like a tiny fraction of money that could give them a little bit more flexibility at the trade deadline if indeed that spot st- doesn't isn't filled to their satisfaction, but fine with it. Uh, my my satisfaction would be quite filled with the Celtics signed Carmelo Anthony, but other than that, I don't want any old heads coming. You through. and Carmelo Anthony, man. I we have Gallinari and Jason Tatum on the roster. Where is he going to play? <laughs> you, you just hate <laughs> Sam Hauser. <laughs> uh, 
same as we looked lost in summer league. Uh, I wrote about that. You can go check it out on Celtics Wire. Uh, okay, let's um, we have a little bit more news, then we're getting to Justin's conversation with Jason Tatum. But first, let's pause the action and talk about our friends over at betonline.ag, the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including the scorching hot MLB season, all the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and use the promo code CLNS50. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So just a few more things in the interest of news, and then off to that conversation with Jason Tatum. Um, speaking of Jason Tatum, who on BetOnline has the seventh best MVP odds at the time of this recording, chew on that. Uh, it was announced that Tatum, if he makes an all NBA team, I think I have that right. His next contract extension could be nearly $300 million just shy of that. Um, as could Jalen Brown. Um, I will say this is kind of funny money until the new TV deal does or does not kick in, but those are huge numbers. Um, Alex, I'll go to you first. Any thoughts on these possibly massive extensions for the Jays? The only thought that I really have is that we could be in for a potentially significant statistical season from both of those guys, if that is truly what is on the stake on the stakes. I mean, I'm going to be fine with it because if they are playing like they have $300 million on the line, that probably is going to lead to good things for the Celtics. But yeah, that's really about it. Counterpoint with the additional depth that is being brought to bear with the Celtics through Gallinari and Brogdon, there may not be quite as many minutes uh, played by them in the regular season. So we'll see. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, we'll toy with lineups and depth charts uh, sooner at the beginning of the regular season. Justin knows I really want to get into it, but we'll, we'll wait. We'll tease that. Um, that's a really good point. I hadn't considered Justin. I like that. Okay, good luck. Good luck to the Jays and um, getting that back. Uh, yeah, it'd be so such a shame if Carmelo Anthony plays five minutes game and <laughs> spoils them making that money. Anyways, uh, also in the interest of news, the preseason schedule is out. It starts October second, uh, runs through the fourteenth. Um, of note, the Celtics do have a game in Montreal where those damned Canadians play. I'm talking about the hockey team, not the nationality. Um, this is part of a larger program from the NBA where they are expanding their footprint in Canada. Dr. Quinn, talk us through that. For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. Well, that's been around for, I think, 11 years now, and the pandemic put a damper on it as it did here in my Mexico. Uh, we haven't had a Mexico City games yet since the pandemic started. Hopefully that's going to be coming soon after next season, if not this season. Uh, and the Celtics are not the only team who are playing the Raptors in Canada in an unusual place. Obviously, Toronto is where they always play, uh, except for during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, but besides that, the Jazz and Danny Ainge uh, will be present in Edmonton, Alberta, as part of that program. So that's pretty interesting. 
shout out to our friends up north, except for the ones who play for the Montreal Canadiens. Okay, uh, also in the interest of international news, Al Horford is joining the Dominican national team for FIBA qualifiers. He'll join Carl Anthony Townsend. Is that Chris Duarte, who's also on the Dominican team? Yes. Um, shout out to Horford. If it's anything like this postseason run, you've got a lot to give to uh, that Dominican team. So uh, shout out to him. And um, I think, we don't have this in the rundown, I think Giannis might play for Greece, which would be very cool to see. Um, but that's for the Bucks Lab podcast, not the Celtics Lab podcast. All right. Justin is uh, going to talk to Justin, I mean, talk to Justin, talk to Jason Tatum, which he actually did before we recorded this little bit. But Justin, for anyone who doesn't know, what was the nature of this? And um, even though people are just going to keep listening, give us a little bit of a tease. Well, one of his uh, sponsorship re- uh, representatives reached out to me about the Gatorade Beat the Heat program, which is focusing on hydration in the summer. So he'll tell you more about that very shortly. Cool. Uh, so we're going to, Alex and I are going to jump off and you'll get to listen to uh, Justin talk to our friend, Jason Tatum. Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe to this illustrious podcast if you have not. And we'll be back next week. Adios. How you doing? Not too bad. So I guess I'll just jump right into it. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the Gatorade Beat the Heat program? I'm pretty sure it's not about your friend Bam Adebayo since it's already happened. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, we did beat the Heat. Um, but um, obviously summertime, right? Off-season workouts. Beat the Heat is hot outside. You want to stay hydrated, especially with, uh, you know, elect- electrolytes. And uh, I think that's part of, you know, as an athlete, what I do. Uh, you know, when I, I'm not hydrated, I'm not able to perform at the highest level. And, you know, I definitely need that uh, to be the, the athlete I, I want to be. Excellent. So I'm an anthropologist. I'm based here in Mexico. I did my, my research here in Mexico and I followed the railroad lines a lot. So I really know the importance of hydration. You can get in a lot of trouble if not, but maybe you could give us a little bit of a, a better picture for what it's like for an athlete why it's important to stay hydrated i mean you just think about you see your favorite basketball player how much we sweat um how much you know water we lose throughout a workout or throughout a game um and you have to refuel um and that is at the top of and you know priority as much as it is making a jump shot because if i'm not hydrated then i you know can't perform or you know i don't feel like myself um, and then I can't be the player that, you know, my team needs me to be um, out there on the floor, floor. Yeah, I definitely remember some some issues with LeBron playing the Celtics. I think it was in 2012 where he actually had to come out of the game because of cramping because of a lack of hydration. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a University of Florida alumnus, so I'm aware of how important it was for their scientists to get the right chemistry for Gatorade. You know, it's nice to uh, have that connection. Uh, but you've recently spoken about the importance of chemistry to winning in the NBA. Um, I'm curious how you think of the additions of Malcolm Brogdon and Donald Gallinari, um, how they complement the, the chemistry you already had that got you within two games of an NBA title. Yeah, two, uh, two veteran guys uh, that have accomplished a lot, you know, in this league and that um, are coming to a situation where they um, are trying to add to a really, really good team. And and they do make us better. They make us a lot better uh, to hopefully, you know, hopefully get us over that, that hump. 
uh, to, to be a championship team. Uh, two guys that really know how to play the right way and that, uh, you know, truly just want to win, you know, uh, by all, at, a, at any cost. So another thing that has been kind of dealing with chemistry in the, the offseason is offseason rumors. And I'm not going to ask you specifically about any of them, but I'm curious because I've been seeing a lot of people suggesting that it's a compliment to see somebody's name in, in a trade rumor. Like, how do you feel if you ever see your name in a trade rumor? Is that something you think of as a compliment? Does it ever get annoying? Like, how do you deal with that? Uh, I mean, this is the world we live in, right? Uh, it's always It always comes from an anonymous source. Mm-hmm but it always makes ESPN or Twitter or whatever, and everybody sees it. So you never know what is true and what's not true, but um, it gets people to talk about it. And I guess that's the idea. Um, and, you know, they got, they got what they, they, they wanted out of the deal, you know, you know, for, for people to, to talk about it and make speculations and this, that, and the third. Um, but, you know, you, if you pay attention to everything you see on you know, Twitter or TV, you drive yourself crazy. Um, I think that's just something that you have to learn um, just to keep your, your own sanity and your own peace. Because, uh, you know, they will literally say anything. And some of it might be true. And then there's other things that just couldn't be further from the truth. Um, but, you know, the, the average fan at home doesn't, you know, know the difference. And they just might believe whatever they see. Um, and it doesn't make it, it doesn't help that, you know, people on these sports talk shows talk about it, you know, every day and we don't know who said it or, you know. So, uh, you know, just control what you can control. And that's what I always, you know, kind of live by. The attitude. Speaking of health, uh, you guys have been playing a lot of basketball and you in particular all the way back to uh, the Olympics. What have you been doing this offseason to recharge yourself? I mean, is there, is there anything different this season that you've done than in past seasons because of how long you've been playing basketball? Or is this like, you know, just a typical offseason? Uh, I mean, this is a shorter offseason. Obviously, we played a lot longer. Um, so you got to always take the proper amount of time, time off to recharge, give your body some rest, give your mind some rest. You know, enjoy time with your family, um, go on vacation and things like that. And, you know, then when it's time to get back in the gym and get your body right, you know, start eating right, change your diet, you know, whatever you feel like you, is necessary um, to prepare you for next season. You know, each off season, off season is a little different. Okay. So that actually leads really well into my next question, which is what are you working on this off season? Or what do you plan on working on if you haven't started yet? Uh, you know, always first and foremost, taking care of my body, you know, in the, in the, the weight room, uh, you know, working on my legs and make sure my core, um, changing my diet, you know, trying to eat better. Um, you know, the basketball stuff is easier, I guess, to figure out. Um, you know, I've been doing it so long, but I think your body is, um, you know, what keeps you out there. How's the shoulder doing from uh, the finals? Feeling any better? Yeah, I feel a lot better. You know, obviously got the got a lot of time to rest. Um, 
that it that it needed. So you know, definitely feel a lot better. Well, I'm. I need to ask you about my favorite basketball player of all time, who recently passed. I saw you you paid him some homage on Twitter pretty recently. The late great Bill Russell. Um, I'm curious, you know, how he might have touched your life. Whether you got to know him at all, uh, what you think of him, what he did on and off the court. Yeah, um, and I think I even gained much more respect and just knowledge of the kind of person he was and the things that he accomplished and what he meant to his country, what he meant to the Celtics, what he just meant to the game of basketball. You know, once I finally got to the NBA, I obviously got with the Celtics and just learned a lot about him, you know, because I'm young where I didn't necessarily get to see him play. That wasn't my generation. Um, so obviously, you know, I want to celebrate all the things that he accomplished and what he meant to so many people in this world. Well, I'll get you out of here with two more questions, uh, a little bit lighter. If I was going to try either St. Louis bagels or St. Louis pizza, what should I be uh, going after first? St. Louis pizza, for sure. Why is that? Because uh, it's unique. It's thin, uh, thin slice, you know, sweet marinara sauce, and we got Crowville cheese, little bite-sized pizzas in a square. Uh, I'm biased. I think we have the best pizza in the country. Okay. And last but not least, what's the best flavor Gatorade that you plan on dumping on Emit Adoka when you win the finals? Riptide Rush. That's my go-to. All right. Thanks, Dan. I really appreciate this interview. No problem. Take care.